In this podcast, we're talking about end-stage renal disease and the change coming up in 2021. And then we're going to take a look at life insurance and all of the ads that you see on the internet, TV, and radio. Welcome to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. My name is Jay O. I'm your host. I'm the author of Maximize Your Medicare. The 2020 edition has been published by Allworth Press. The official website to the book, www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. Be sure to register for the virtual event. It is October 5th. Pre-registration is required. There's a limit to the number of attendees that I can allow in. And after it closes or after it's filled up, it's going to have to close. I'm going to review all of the parts to Medicare, eligibility, enrollment, as well as Medigap and Medicare Advantage. Finally, I'm going to be talking about the important components. You know, the things that aren't, don't really exist in the ads. The ads aren't wrong. The advertisements on TV, the you know mail that you get, the phone calls you get, you know, they're not likely to be wrong. They're not right, likely to be factually wrong. However, it's not necessarily the information you need to decide or the key components on how to decide. We're going to review all of that. Again, go to the website. You'll see a button which allows you to enroll in the virtual event, www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. Before getting to the life insurance portion of the podcast, what I'm going to do is talk about, you know, a recent headline and something coming up in 2021, which is that Medicare Advantage is going to be available for end-stage renal disease, that is, you know, liver failure that requires dialysis. Now, the background here is the following, is that if you have ESRD, then you can enroll in Medicare, you are entitled to Medicare prior to the age of 65. And this is a fair number of people. You'll probably know somebody that requires dialysis. The fact is, you know, you can go by, if you drive in any city, things like that, you'll see dialysis centers, you know, franchised businesses that are entirely devoted to dialysis. Now, for people who don't know, you know, this stuff is pretty costly. To give you an idea, uh, one of the sources of information that I get on Medicare tells me that less than 1% of all the people on Medicare are involved or require dialysis, but they account for 7% of the total Medicare cost. So you can just get a feel for how expensive this stuff is. Now, it has been in the past that only if you could have been grandfathered into a Medicare Advantage plan could you get dialysis or could you be an ESRD patient and also be entitled to both Medicare and enroll in Medicare Advantage. Normally, you cannot enroll in Medicare Advantage. Something like only a a quarter of the people eligible or on ESRD have Medicare Advantage. Now, you could ask about Medigap. The problem that this is, is that unless you're 65 and turning 65, 
you cannot really practically enroll in Medigap if you're a dialysis patient. And the reason is that you can, under federal open Medigap, open enrollment for Medigap, that is true. That's when you first turn 65 and the six months thereafter. Then you're safe. It's fine because there's no medical questions asked. There are no medical questions asked. However, beyond that, you would have to pass medical underwriting. And obviously, with the cost so high, that would be a basis for your application to not be accepted. You'd be refused entry. For those persons first turning on to Medicare, let's just say you're 61 and you require dialysis, well, you get access to Medicare. That is not the problem. The issue is that Medigap is not open federally from the time that you, let's say you're 61 and you require dialysis. It is not open. It is limited to a certain number of states. This is one of those instances where a state can override the federal rule and widen it. Now, even this has limitations because while it may be accessible and only in certain plans, the issue is the cost can be many, many times the cost of a person that is turning 65. So let's just call a, call a person plan N or, you know, plan a, if you will, for Medic for Medigap, this would be far more expensive than a turning 65 plan A for Medigap. And this creates a problem, right? Because the, so while even in the narrow instance that it's available, it's unaffordable, which is basically the same thing said, you know, a different way. Now, this is going to be changed in 2021, meaning that Medicare Advantage is going to be required to accept you if you are a dialysis patient, which is a big deal, a big deal due to just the sheer cost. Anything that could help push down your out-of-pocket expenses if you're on dialysis will be a welcome change. I don't think there's anything, you know, particularly controversial about, you know, that statement. Now, however, a couple of things are going to have to be watched, and, and we're going to keep going on this topic because, you know, it's going to be so big. That number one is you're going to have to be especially careful about the plan you choose and the network because what's going to end up happening, and I don't think, again, these are heroic predictions, which is that you know dialysis centers are not necessarily going to sign up here for Medicare Advantage, meaning that you're going to have in-network and out-of-network. Now, the fact is that if you have an HMO, which is a type of Medicare Advantage plan, and you have dialysis center number three, if dialysis center number three doesn't accept that plan, you would still be responsible for the entirety of the cost. And in fact, you'd be, <laughs> you'd be responsible for all of the costs because Medicare would not be the one administering it and the plan would end up telling you that you have to pay 100% of the cost. Now, let's just say, for example, you have a PPO, however, then as long as the dialysis center accepts federal Medicare, then they will not necessarily get you the best price as if you're an in-network provider. However, you would at least be able to get the out-of-network price. And generally speaking, this is a different copay or a different coinsurance, a percentage 
And this is going to be complicated stuff because, you know, the difference amongst the plans is going to be pretty wide because, you know, the way that I describe it is that what happened, what's happening now is the fact that the carriers have already proposed what their packages are going to be, but they have no experience in providing this service. They don't really know precisely. I, I mean, not, I would not say they don't know, but you know, they've had to go to work here on work that, that is new, which is to try to estimate how much it's going to cost the Medicare Advantage carrier. That's got to be built into the cost, not only for those persons, but it's also built, it's going to filter into the rest of the Medicare Advantage population. I don't think there's any real way around this, right? Because you're not going to have a specific set of Medicare Advantage plans only for dialysis. Now, maybe that's going to be true later. Maybe that's going to be the case. But so far, from what we can hear, that's not going to be a particular set, a subset of Medicare Advantage plans for ESRD patients. Meaning that if you're enrolled in a plan, and let's just call it Medicare Advantage Plan 47, then what's going to happen is you're going to have ESRD patients in with you. And the thing is, the carriers, they're all bidding. They are basically putting together the package of benefits to take this into account. So fairly complicated here. And it does go to show you that the second conclusion that I would have due to this process is that I do think that the Medicare Advantage plans are going to be varying pretty wildly, not only on ESRD, but then I'm going to be very interested to see what types of trade-offs the Medicare Advantage carrier is going to have across all of the different benefits. So you're going to want to keep an eye out on this. You know, I don't think this is you know being widely discussed as far as what's going to happen to people. I mean, it's being discussed now on what's going to happen to the Medicare system, as well as to, you know, certainly the Medicare Advantage carriers are considering this and hemming and hawing, no question about it. It is a risky point, but it is going to have practical ripple, ripple effects on Medicare Advantage policyholders. You know, the, <laughs> the moral of this story really is the fact that, and it's a point, a very big point in Maximize Your Medicare, which is that people need to stay up to date. Now, you could just say, okay, well, Jay, you're just trying to sell books, you know, to sell the new edition of the book. That is not the case. What is really the case is it is a specific example of the general principle. And the general principle is the fact that, look, Medicare Advantage is an annual contract. An annual contract implies that every moving part can change every year. This central fact needs to be considered because obviously from that, if I, dis if I told you that, look, all the models are going to change every single year and you get the right to change every year without restriction, the savvy consumer will just think to themselves, you know, this could change my total health care expense you know, bill in a given year. I better check to see that I'm getting the best benefits for my dollar. That's Maximize Your Medicare.
term life insurance really does have a function. Its functions can be for income replacement. It can help you cover your mortgage costs if you were to suddenly pass away. If you have children, it could help with college expenses if you cannot make an income. Now, the key thing here is, as in any financial planning topic, I always center on two topics. Number one is how much do you actually need? And number two, of course, how much can you afford? I'm not a big proponent of being insurance poor. We need to live. You need to pay your bills. Okay. That said, on the internet now, everywhere you go, radio station, TV, internet, you can see a ton of ads about life insurance easy. It's just, it's quick as a snap. And lots and lots of companies advertise this. This video is about that, about what's in the advertisements and what isn't. Things you need to be careful of. Hope you enjoy. Be sure to leave your questions, comments, and subscribe to the channel. Thanks. But today's real last thing about financial planning matters is, you know, I saw this on Facebook. And you can see these on Facebook a lot. You can see them, you can hear on the radio. You can see them on TV. Life insurance in a snap, it's easy. Just call this 1-800 number. Life insurance is snap for pennies a day, up to $500,000. We have a skeptical society. How's that for a tongue twister? Skeptical society. If I said that, I can't even say it once correctly, much less five times fast, right? If you think about it, the question is whether you can believe these ads. So you can see my response here. The answer is both yes and no. And you need to be careful and you know you should not be surprised if you've made it to this point of the video. Yes and no, you depends, you need to be careful. That's pretty much my answer to most things. The ads themselves are not gonna be wrong. They're not, right? Pennies a day, $500,000 for X dollars a year or Y dollars a month. Those are gonna be true you'll see the small print on your screen on a TV commercial. What does it mean? Non-tobacco, X numbers of years, perfect height and weight, no pre-existing conditions. Okay. If all of those are true, then yes. What those advertisements say is absolutely true. Here's your secret. It's also not a big secret. If you called me up directly, you send me an email, I can get you the same price. No particular carrier is going to have a different price than another one of these advertisements. How do I know this? I can find an exact tie down to the penny. Your 35-year-old female in perfect height, perfect weight, no tobacco, no pre-existing condition, it's a tie to the penny. And we can find multiple carriers within a dollar a month, literally, literally. And I'm not exaggerating. So the idea that you're looking at one of these ads and it's like, ooh, they've got some secret that no one else had, uh-uh, that's not true. That would be like me going to 7-Eleven and saying, 
okay, my 7-Eleven has a different price on Wrigley Spearmint gum that no place could possibly have, and it only has, even though there's a Walmart and a Costco directly across the street. Not happening. To that degree, life insurance of the term policies that they're advertising on TV, it's that competitive. It's that competitive. So this is a problem with financial stuff. The financial advertising industry, if you will, the whole thing, the other types of financial advice you receive. And I'm sorry that you, this is the way it works. I'm sorry this is the way the world works, but I'm here to tell you this is the way, which is, this is me, this is the industry and people trying to tell you it looks like it's a specialty. It's something rare and spe special that they and they alone have when it's not. It just isn't. And I hope you kind of get that. You can watch my other videos. I'm never saying I'm the only guy who has this information. You won't catch me saying that because I don't believe it. Right? I'm not the only guy who could have figured this out. I'm not the only person who could have given you this message. I'm certainly not the only person who could have made this on a YouTube video. And as I, as I told you, I got this face for radio. I got this Midwest tone. You know, I, I can't even complete a sentence without mumbling or, you know, I don't know, marbles flying out of my mouth. I got no talent for any of that. But what ends up happening is someone tries to, to market a skill or a product as if it's the greatest thing since sliced bread or some rare specific find. Guess what? The world is hyper competitive, hyper competitive. I can't under, understate that to you because just like I can find another me somewhere, just like I could find another person, another seller of insurance, another seller of mutual funds, guess what? There's the equally smart, capable competitor who's selling an almost exact lookalike at the, guess what? If they look and feel exactly the same, and they behave exactly the same, guess what the price is? Exactly the same, okay? So I've, I've swerved, and this is what I don't like about these sites. They're trying to tell you this is some specialty thing that they and they alone have. Uh -uh. Nope. Now that's not necessarily negative, right? This happens in every business. This happens in every business. Oh, only these shoes can make you run faster, jump higher. Okay, right? Not that your DNA or, you know, all the hard work you've put in has anything to do with it, but it's the shoes, gotta be the shoes. So this happens in every business. But here's the real catch to these advertisements about life insurance, term life insurance which is that if you're not Miss Perfect, 35 years old, exact ideal height and weight, no pre-existing conditions, if you vary at all, number one, the price amongst this competitive market, it starts to widen from carrier to carrier. It's no longer a price tie that I just mentioned. Stop, it stops being a price tie. What's another one? If you get older, right? They're not telling you about a 55-year-old. They're not telling you about a 60-year-old. 
looking for 20-year term, which is possible to locate. They're not advertising that. Why? Because it's not pennies a day, and it's not a tie. Now it starts to vary. So any time that some moving part starts to move from their specific commercials, the price variance starts to increase. Very important. The real, the real punchline is the following, which is that when you vary away from Miss Perfect 35-year-old, and don't get me wrong, you could be Mr. Perfect 35-year-old. This has nothing to do with you know, your sex. But the point is, is that as soon as any variable moves, the issue is that if you get rejected for any reason, that the information is shared amongst all of the other sellers. So I couldn't buy Wrigley's gum from Walmart. Guess what? Costco knows, Sam's Club knows, Myers knows, Kroger's knows. And they all then have record that you tried to apply and were rejected. The problem with that is you can't erase that mark easily. You cannot. They're trying to prevent insurance fraud. There's a reason for having these rules. The issue with doing that, right, is that what ends up happening, you call 1-800-insuranceforfree.com or whatever the number is that you see on your screen. You call. You're not Mr. or Miss Perfect. You get rejected. Your That black mark stays with you. So the moment, this is why you need to be cautious. And this is why I'm, why the point of this, you know, long, the longest clip of today's video is this, because it's another example of the fact that a single detail is just off, just one. Then what can happen is it throws off the result and creates a ripple effect that you did not intend. And without, you know, pointing fingers. You can know this at your auto insurance company. You often, you can go to your big auto insurance company who just happens to say, you know, we also sell life insurance policies. Well, here's your thing is many times the auto insurance company for, for your, your case, let's say you want to buy $100,000 of term life insurance. The thing is, is frequently that company has the higher, harder underwriting standard. And what that means is that Let's say you wanted to apply for term life insurance or any health insurance or, for example, universal life. What ends up happening is that the sellers can ask you different questions. They can make their own decisions. They're not all the same. And they're not going to tell you in advance. They're not going to tell you, oh, you get accepted e or easier at my company than the other company. And so now you've applied to a company that has a very difficult underwriting standard and you had one detail off because of some event that happened two years ago, it not only puts a black mark next to your name at that carrier, but all the other carriers, including the easier graders, will also know. Last thing, which is that it's not well known, it's not frequently or commonly known that the lower price of term term life insurance. Yes, it's lower price. It's also this testing, this underwriting, it's harder under term than it is for whole life or universal life. 
because there's a drop dead, there's a date, there's a specific date right under term insurance. And for those who are, who do not know what term insurance is, let's just call it the expiry date, August 15th, 2030. So if you pass away on August 14th, 2030, your beneficiary gets the benefit. If you pass away on August 17th, nobody gets anything. In the same way, the insurance company, they're on the hook. They have to pay if you passed away on August 14th, 2020, 2030. They don't have to pay if you pass away on 2000, on August 17th, 2030. So you can see there's this one day and literally the outcome for not only you, but also for the payer, the insurance company, dramatically changes just off a, day, a single day. That's a far riskier situation for both you and for the carrier. So the carriers are asking the questions actually more carefully under term insurance. It's just another example. Please be careful when you're doing this. Now, full disclosure, do we traverse in this stuff? And the reality is the answer is yes. You're Miss Perfect, 35 years old. I'm going to tie. I'm, I'm not going to win. I'm going to just tie, right? That's true. You're not paying me for that. What you're paying me for is to make sure we've not missed something else. That's the point. Because I'm also telling you that Look, my end product is no better than the other other than 1-800-insurance.com or insuranceforfree.com. It's not going to be better. It's going to be a tie. But what I'm here to do is to prevent you from these other outcomes, which can be negative. That is where the value is. That's it for today. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. I think they, they recharacterized the podcast into the how-to section. Anyway, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it. You can find the Maximizer Medicare podcast. Please give it a five-star review and leave your questions, comments. You can send me directly. You can send it to jae at maximizeyourmedicare.com. I'm Jay. Thanks for listening. Speak with you next time.